Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hello and welcome everyone. There are not any environmental announcements for this podcast episode, so we're going to begin with our first segment up, which is headlines from the hemispheres. As you know, or if you're new to the Green Thoughts program, it's where I cover environmental headlines from all over, covering different parts of our world. And so we're going to start off with the first headline out of Australia, and this was reported on DW.com. I really love that website, and it's really amazing for its coverage of international topics and because it's very much in-depth and kind of fun. So the first headline is that Sydney's endangered seahorses find refuge in underwater hotels. So this is a pretty remarkable story because the seahorses are having a bit of a a, a revitalized um, growth as far as their populations and a few of them um, are endangered as far as their species out of a number um, of different uh, total seahorse species. So they grow a little over six inches and they change their colors based on their mood and also their habitat. And so that kind of makes seahorses, among the other attributes that they have and characteristics, a pretty interesting animal overall, I think. And uh, there have been some uh, things to kind of cause an alarm for seahorses in the last few years. Namely, there was a wild storm Uh, season that Sydney, Australia had back in uh, 2010 to about 2013 that left a lot of the seahorses' habitats in tatters and wiped out about 90% of the population in the area of Sydney, Australia. So what researchers went ahead and uh, thought to to act upon in solving this uh, really bad problem was that they wanted to build and did build hotels Uh, especially for the seahorses, to restore their habitat and encourage the seahorses to fall pregnant. Now, the trials of the hotels first started back in 2018, and then within a few months, the horses, the seahorses, uh, they began to move in, and the males soon fell pregnant. Now, as recently as 2019, several pairs of the particular uh, white seahorses They have uh, begun to find partners for life, and uh, they're really a uh, um, monogamous uh, species overall, seahorses in general, but they have uh, essentially positively uh, bonded with another seahorse. So babies were being born, this was in September and October of 2019, and then uh, in 2020, those babies uh, that have now grown into fully developed seahorses, they are now old enough to mate themselves and to reproduce around October and November 2020. 
The second story is about plastic pollution uh, in the Atlantic Ocean. So plastic pollution in Atlantic at least 10 times worse than thought and The Guardian had the story. So it comes out of the UK, of course, and the National Oceanography Center. So unfortunately, more than 10 times as much plastic has been found in the Atlantic Ocean than what was previously estimated before. And uh, there were uh, different calculations that were made beforehand, but the most recent estimate uh, calculation is that the like first... Uh, top layer, the first top 200 meters of the Atlantic Ocean had between 12 to 21 million tons of microplastic particles uh, of the three most common types of plastic that are out there, uh, which means that about 5% of the ocean contains this many particles. Uh, And uh, as far as the uh, meaning of that, that means that there's a high concentration of about 200 million tons of common types of plastics in the Atlantic uh, just in, just by itself. Uh, previous estimates before this calculation uh, were done uh, by um, uh, looking at municipal waste in different coastal areas and that estimated between 17 million and about 47 million uh, tons of plastic being released in the Atlantic Ocean over 65 years from the year 1950 to 2015. The research was published in uh, April of 2020 and it showed that microplastics uh, were found in large quantities than ever before on the seabed floor. Uh, The study is published in the journal Nature Communications. And then last but not least, our third story uh, is out of Laos, and it talks about mainly the illegal trade of different, uh, different um, vertebrate animals. So illegal trade of terrestrial vertebrates in markets and households of Laos. This was reported uh, from phys.org. It has amazing information on all things physics, uh, the hard sciences, technology, earth, and all types of other types of um, sciences and information, period. It's amazing uh, what that site holds. So this was a broad study, but mainly done out of the research from Laos uh, by uh, German researchers and scientists. Now, the majority of uh, Laotians, they live in different rural areas and their income mainly depends on the wildlife and wild animals that are around in Laos. And uh, at the moment, Laos is trying to institute better conservation efforts for some of its uh, more vulnerable animals uh, in an effort to reduce population declines. Now, there was a huge uh, group of student scientists led by a professor, Thomas Ziegler, of the University of Cologne, and also the Cologne Zoo in uh, Germany. There was a collaborative effort there. Uh, They conducted uh, surveys on the different wildlife markets in Laos. They looked at observational surveys and trade hubs and households at about almost 65 different households at 14 different sites uh, in one of the provinces of Laos. And they wanted to know what species were traded and to what extent. And there were many different species. There are traded lizards, owls, bats, you name it. 
so the results of the study are published in the Open Access Journal Nature uh, Conservation. And the surveys showed that uh, most of the traded species are at the wildlife markets and uh, those that um, are of high conservation importance are also uh, to be looked at as well. They're very, it's very important to uh, look at those uh, animals that are trying to be uh, protected uh, at all costs. And as for the households, as far as those uh, surveyed, the respondents, uh, they said 90% of those that were surveyed confirmed the use of wildlife animals. All right, so we're going to uh, look at this amazing piece from Environmental Health News, and it's uh, mainly about glyphosate and how we can reduce our uh, impact of ingesting glyphosate by actually uh, getting it out of our system by eating organic foods and other measures too, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, this is a, a bit of an interesting topic uh, for now because we have constant interaction with this uh, chemical, this herbicide, unknowingly sometimes because of the food that we eat, but it's, you know, really a uh, one of the most toxic and one of the most common uh, herbicides uh, ever to face our planet. You know, millions and millions of pounds are used every single year on different foods uh, from bread to our different fruits and vegetables, you name it. Um, it's probably been touched in some way by glyphosate. And uh, I thought that, of course, uh, it, it should be known or maybe thought of in common sense. Of course, organic foods will, of course, um, remove uh, dangerous chemicals from your body. But sometimes you want to just get some research to back it up and to look at easy ways that we can uh, make sure that we're not having some of the most dangerous levels of this hor horrible chemical in our bodies. And uh, we're going to look at uh, what the research has uh, come out about this herbicide, how its byproducts are, what what damage it can do to health-wise and the, the long-term effects of it, and then how to, of course, um, you know, rid ourselves of this chemical bit by bit um, with easy, easy steps a little bit later, which I'll get to um, in the Mother Earth Minute. So we're going to look at the dangers of uh, glyphosate and talk about the recent research uh, that I found about it. So as we know, uh, this herbicide is uh, herbicide is uh, everywhere. It is so widespread, and on average, uh, more than or greater than uh, seventy percent of it uh, is uh, broken down or was broken down in adults and children after eating just six days of uh, eating organic foods. So they were eating the their uh, organic diet uh, rapidly. Um, and over that time, it significantly reduced uh, the uh, exposure uh, to glyphosate and it, you know, is, is linked to many different uh, health effects such as cancer or hormone disruption and other uh, dangerous harmful health impacts. So the researchers, uh, by way of the Institute, the Health Research Institute, and also a few nonprofits, namely the Commonwealth Institute and also the uh, Friends of the Earth, they went ahead and measured glyphosate and its uh, uh, 
ability to break down uh, into this uh, acid called AMPA. And it was found in the urine of 16 people who were in the test, seven adults and nine children. And they were from four um, uh, demogra demographically and uh, geographic geog geog geographically uh, diverse families. So very different and not linked at all. And they found that uh, there were a few things that they found, but uh, more so uh, recently, there have been other uh, research studies that have linked glyphosate to non-Hopkins uh, lymphoma, to having uh, hormone disruptions, kidney disease, having your, your, your total gut biome uh, totally reversed and uh, mixed up, and it's not the same as it was before, and also contributing to non-alcoholic um, fatty liver disease. So many uh, different things can uh, come from your exposure over time to glyphosate. The researchers in this research study, they were looking at the participants' um, the participants' urine for glyphosate and the AMPA, and they did this over six days uh, uh, over um uh, them eating a conventional diet, so a regular diet, not organic. And then they followed that six-day period with another six days of the participants eating an all-organic diet. And they found that on average that uh, there were reductions of more than 70% in adults and children after eating from that organic diet. Now, the reductions, they started about three days on the organic diet after they had started eating it, uh, which makes sense because there were other studies that they had looked at um, that showed that um, those that were eating um, or animal studies that showed that after a period of time, glyphosate left the body after about five to seven days and then uh, a bit smaller in amounts, in, uh, amounts that were remaining, um, and it left the body through the bone and the bone marrow. The research findings are published in the journal Environmental Research for anyone who is interested in looking it up. So uh, glyphosate uh, is uh, super toxic, and it's not a new type of chemical. It's been around for a long time. It had steady risings uh, in use in, in back in 1996 uh, when it was first used as part of Roundup Ready types of crops, and it was introduced then. And uh, it's, it's been used so much, 280 million pounds of glyphosate sprayed every year just in the U.S. alone. But this is a herbicide that's used all around the world. And it's used on approximately 298 million acres of cropland. That includes everything from your corn, cotton, soybeans, and other types of crops. And it's also used... In, in another fashion, which I didn't even know of before beforehand, it's used about 60, uh, 26 million pounds of it is used and sprayed on our public parks, in rights of way, signs, and even in gardens. So uh, glyphosate is insidious. It's everywhere. So the study also, it had a, another part to it, but the, it just analyzed the impact um, of the organic diet intervention on the pesticides in urine, uh, which I talked about. But the first, um, this is the this is the second part 
um, this study is a second part uh, from the first study that was published back in 2019. That study tested things like um, organophosphates and pyrethroids and neonicotinoids um, and other types of herbicides like 2 and 4D, and they found a similar result. Now, I want to leave you with a notable quotable before I proceed um, to our next segment. So, quote, it's egregious that our government is allowing pesticide corporations to profit off of poisoning us when we know that organic farming works. These are chemicals that do not need to be in our bodies. An entire system is invested in continuing pesticide and intensive agriculture while our farmers are fighting for pennies to do the research they need to support them to expand organic farming, end quote. That quote was from Kendra Klein. She's a study author and also senior staff scientist at Friends of the Earth. There were a few hiccups in some of the words, but I got through it. Um, I know those words, but they can be a little bit long, um, but uh, the point is that we have to use less and to, 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 um, to some extent also wean ourselves off of glyphosate. It's a horrible word in itself. It sounds like an evil villain. It sounds like an evil um, sidekick to a bad guy, glyphosate. You know, it is, you know, a, a powerful chemical that... It's not to say that we're addicted to, but we're addicted to using it only because the makers will not stop making it. And it's been approved for, you know, so many crops here in the U.S. It's a prevalent herbicide and it's been used for vegetables and fruits. I can name uh, the, the different crops, you know, in orange juice, you will find this wine and also honey. It's in our honey. It's it's gotten so bad. It's probably in 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 breast milk and in umbilical cord fluid and amniotic fluid and everything else it is so uh intensely entrenched uh, in our soils and our groundwater probably i'm not surprised if it isn't and you know it blows in the wind and it, it catches on other crops crops that are or, are organic and planted by farmers that are trying to do the right thing and try to feed their families and survive but also are trying to have a, a great clear conscience and they're not trying to use glyphosate but somehow it's it's, it's roundup ready and Monsanto is is not willing to um you know shed its cash cow and we have to step back and say enough is enough you know, always choose organic and shop organic when you can. And if you can't, you know, go frozen or or, or get canned foods. But at the at a minimum, uh, it's time to wean ourselves off of glyphosate. Um, it's not going to say on the, on the packaging that there's glyphosate uh, in uh, the mixture of the ingredients uh, of the components of the product. You know, the food you're looking at. But if it's not organic or it's not labeled properly or is in some way you can trust the makers uh, of uh, the food itself, then I would, you know, steer clear of eating that food. Um, you know, there are, there are companies who get rich off of ignorance. They get rich off of people not doing the research behind things and just assuming that the company has their best interests at heart. These companies don't. 
unless they are, you know, in the, the, the aisles of Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or, you know, a, a, an international, you know, store that does right by their consumers or, you know, maybe in, they're in one of those stores that, um, you know, doesn't have uh, plastic packaging because there are stores like that. Like they care about their consumers and they want their shoppers to have the best experience to be healthy uh, when they enter the, their stores and to leave that same way. They they care about the, the quality of life that the consumers, the shoppers are going to have. And that's not always the case here in the U.S. And we have to realize that it's a, it's a hard truth. But it's it's one that we have to come to realize and, and know that, no, these companies, these corporations, um, they've been operating for decades. And they don't plan, plan to stop anytime soon. But uh, in the ways that they operate, they're going to have to treat us better or else they won't get our money. How about that? You know, we, you make a pledge to yourself that at these companies, they, they won't change their 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 policies on their packaging. They do not have transparency in the distribution systems and how they uh, expel, you know, their waste product. Do they, you know, donate their waste products um, or do they sell it for, you know, a, a really great rate? Do they sell their products for a really great price? If it's somehow in, in a type of ugly food or ugly produce or do they just chuck it and let it rot in the landfill? You know, what... Uh, do these grocery store companies and other main main uh, name brand companies and others, what do they stand for? You know, are they uh, 1% for the planet members? Um, do they believe in fair trade practices? Do they believe in sustainable farming practices? How do they treat um, those uh, across the pond? How do they treat those in different countries? Can the, can the people who make the chocolates and the sweets and the tea and the, and the chocolate uh, of, uh, of these major brands, can they even afford to eat these very products? There are farmers today who've never seen the finished product or tasted the finished product of chocolate, but they're giving their cocoa and their, their, their time and their effort and everything they have to cultivate this crop and then they send it overseas you know and they and they they don't ever get to see the finished product of their labor so you have to look at the the whole picture i know i've 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 talked a little bit about everything but uh there's so much involved uh, in the inner workings of making food and sending it to where it needs to be sent, uh, growing food, it takes a lot of effort. So to have a herbicide like glyphosate on um, crops that somehow will kill us later on, when we can stop that, uh, is, is, is mind-numbing. When we can really eliminate this herbicide and make sure it doesn't exist uh, in our lifetimes again, we can we can change this. Is it's it's something that we should all work for to know about to know about this herbicide. There have been um, other things I want to talk about too, mainly that um, it's important that people can avoid um, this herbicide mainly because if they switch their diets to uh, a more organic one, they can they can eliminate this toxin from their bodies. And uh, also, uh, for those who maybe don't know, 
that Bayer, they uh, purchased the uh, Roundup uh, Ready Maker Monsanto back in 2016. Bayer also makes pharmaceuticals. You know, they, they've, they're, they're a billion dollar company. And they agreed to pay $10 billion, which I don't even think is enough, to tens of thousands of people for current and potential future lawsuits of groundskeepers and farmers uh, who say that they've contacted, uh, who say that they've contracted uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma from using Roundup. So they're already letting you know, yes, we purchased this, this company, Monsanto, Bayer purchased Monsanto, we purchased it, and we already know that it's toxic, and so much so that we're willing to give billions of dollars up to $10 billion to those who currently have non-Hopkins lymphoma from the product of the company that we bought. But also, we we know that there's going to be lawsuits in the future, so we're we're were ready to pay for those two. So they're telling you already uh, where where their allegiance lies. It lies to the company because if they really cared enough and they and they, if they knew about the the lymphoma beforehand, why would they purchase this company for money, for profit? Because they know that there are farmers who maybe have tried everything else or nothing matches up to a Monsanto's Roundup Ready. And they don't care. Because they're going to keep on uh, with the company Monsanto and they're going to keep making Roundup Ready. You know, they they have set aside billions already for future lawsuits. So that tells you that they already know that people are going to be affected by this. But yet they still continue to have, have bought Monsanto and have been on board with Roundup. You know, Bayer is is a an evil company. They're an evil corporation. Not even just a company, they're an evil corporation because they're worldwide in how they operate. You know, there are other players at stake that are pretty awful as well. Even though I do love the US EPA for what it stands for among many and many other things, but some things I just can't get on board with. One of them is is how um they assert themselves that herbicides pose no public health risk, that there's no risks from um, ingesting and using glyphosate in the long term. Um, they, I feel like they're, they're, they're either in bed with the pharmaceutical companies or f- are in bed with the chemical companies such as Bayer and others, or they have boards, uh, board members uh, or interlocks uh, with uh, staff these these chair these chairmen and, and and board members um to say that because there's no other reason because they're they're paid their job is to protect the American public and they're a governmental agency and you would think that they have the top scientists to look at these chemicals that are affecting our environment this is a a common herbicide and yet they aren't putting in the work to figure out all of which the, the health impacts that affect humans, but also they need to look at animals. And they, they need to look at water resources. They need to look at our soils that are being affected. If Since this chemical is being sprayed on almost 300 million uh, 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 acres or hectares of, uh, uh, of 
of food and crops, you would think that they would study this matter further. But I don't hear them, um, you know, touting about the dangers of glyphosate. So sometimes you have to be aware of your own, um, you know, country's uh, agency. You have to be aware of even where they stand. Sometimes they don't even protect you because they claim that chemicals um, are safe for human consumption and have no uh, risk to the public. So in all of this, we all have to be aware um, that this example of this chemical, this herbicide, is a wake-up call for everyone involved. Everyone should be doing their part, and, and, and we have to do our part. Even me, I, I, I include myself in, in all of these uh, improvements, even in, in all the Mother Earth Minutes I do, and everything, and all the, the commentary that I speak of too. You know, it's a it's a wake up call for regulators, for corporations, for public health scientists, for those who work in the food industry, farmers, consumers, everyone. This paper, the research I talked about, is a wake up call um, for everyone involved. And so, you know, I implore you, I urge of you, I ask of you to think about and and look at where your food is coming from, how it got there how it was processed, if it, if it came out of the Midwest, out of the heartland, you know, do double research because it's probably been sprayed with glyphosate. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. So, as you know, we've been talking a lot about glyphosate and how evil it is. It's an evil chemical, man-made chemical. And we aim in our lives to avoid things that are going to harm us. And if it's going to cause you cancer, going to cause you non-Hopkins lymphoma, it should be from something else that's not glyphosate. You know, if you if you can avoid this chemical at all costs, this is what this podcast episode is is about: avoiding the chemical, knowing its risks, how to avoid it, and how organic eating uh, is the way to go. It's the way to go. Period. But not everyone can do that. I get it. Sometimes it happens. Maybe you know you're in a period of your life where sometimes organic foods may be out of reach, but there's still hope. There are other uh, things you can do similarly. Uh, to also get the best um, out of not getting exposure to glyphosate. So we're going to look at uh, some foods that are going to have the highest um, uh, risk of uh, you getting exposed to glyphosate, um, especially if they're not labeled um, in a particular way, mainly having the organic seal. Um, In the U.S., there is the USDA stamp, USDA organic seal. In other countries, uh, I would also uh, look to um, their organic seals and see if you can uh, get those uh, products as well. Maybe for those who are expats or or live outside the U.S. or anyone who maybe isn't um, American and you do want to eat organically, you can still do that. And your country probably has its own standards a bit different or maybe similarly uh, done to uh, those in the U.S. when it pertains to food that's organic. So our first uh, tip is to uh, look at foods like wheat, corn, soy, 
uh, flour, pasta, or even foods that are mixed with these. Uh, anything that's uh, with pasta, if it's enriched, or um, if it's from uh, chickpeas or lentils even, crackers, avoid any of those unless you can get them organically. That was uh, what I saw from this video. It was looking at all these different foods uh, of which uh, you're gonna have glyphosate exposure um, only because it's illegal for companies to label food organically, but it, if it's been uh, exposed to uh, herbicides or pesticides, chemicals, period. So you want to look at organic varieties of all those foods I just mentioned. Number two uh, is to go for sprouted grains because they're better for you and easier on your body to digest. And of course, organic is best. Number three is to look for organic labels um, and other types of labels too. You can look for non-GMO verified, non-GMO project verified here in the U.S. and abroad. Um, but other labels too, because every label is different. But here in the U.S., uh, you want to look for USDA organic. I love looking for um, that label period on foods. It's a really great stamp of approval. I did a whole uh, video, uh, whole podcast episode, uh, not video, uh, about um, the different green labels that are out there, which ones to look for, which are popular, um, in in all the identifiers that make that label um, able to, to be seen, how, how long it's been in use, um, which food you're going to commonly see it on, uh, and other factors too. So uh, be sure to look out for that podcast episode because I did it a ways back, not too long ago, about a few weeks um, or so back, maybe a month or so. And it's really a, a deep analysis of all the different um, labels, green labels, uh, certifications even, um, that you'll see on foods today. Uh, so the fourth uh, tip is from uh, LiveLoveFruit.com. Uh, and they went on about this study that was published back in uh, December 2014 in the Journal of Environmental and Analytical Toxicology. And it found that there were different uh, substances, substances that you could eat uh, that could effectively reduce your levels of uh, glyphosate uh, in your body. Uh, and uh, when it comes to your urine, uh, if you eat things like uh, fulvic or uh, humic acids or activated charcoal in foods or uh, bentonite clay or even sauerkraut juice, then you're going to reduce your levels of glyphosate uh, in your urine. And number five is to protect your liver uh, from glyphosate intoxication. I'm not sure if that's an actual uh, condition, but over time, I know that we talked about you're going to get the uh, the, the non-fatty uh, liver. Uh, you're going to get it uh, from your exposure to glyphosate over time if you're not careful. Uh, and so you want to eat a few different uh, things. These are plant extracts that you can probably find at a specialty shop or a natural or homeopathic shop too. So uh, the following are dandelion or alder uh, buckthorn. There's also radish and a milk thistle, burdock root, uh, barberry, and also greater uh, celandine. And number six is to uh, use a sauna to sweat out uh, toxins. I'm not sure 
what exactly an infrared sauna is, if it's a bit different from a regular sauna. But nonetheless, for those who love uh, sweating and being in, in enclosed areas and you know maybe being in that social setting, then you will enjoy uh, using an excuse to go to the sauna to sweat out toxins. Number seven is to uh, enrich yourself with probiotic rich foods, like your yogurts, for example, uh, or take a high quality probiotic. Number eight is to check out information from the Environmental Working Group or EWG.org on their site. I love their site for many different reasons, mainly because of the consumer guides. Now, touted and relished in the fact that they have so much information. I've bookmarked plenty of things on their website and uh, they have their 2020 lists, they have the Dirty 12, and they have the Clean 15. Those you wanna check out, especially avoiding uh, the foods in the Dirty 12 list and embracing those on the Clean 15 list because they update those annually and uh, the Dirty the Dirty 12, the current one for 2020, uh, you'll see uh, those uh, foods on the list, uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, you want to avoid mainly because of the exposure to uh, pesticides and herbicides and other types of chemicals are uh, really, really bad for you. And you can check it out. Uh, you can check out the uh, website directly, the link at uh, ewg.org or www.ewg.org forward slash food news forward slash. And then last but not least, number nine is to eat amazing nutrient-dense foods like your raw foods, organic fruits and vegetables and other foods too. And uh, other things that make sense to do are to avoid as much as you can or try to, you know, eat every so often or um, be wary of foods like uh, your animal products like meat and dairy where sometimes um, they're going to use uh, GMO foods to feed the animals. You also want to avoid using herbicides and pesticides on your lawn. And also, lastly, try to avoid the consumption of any foods that are GMO that directly are contaminated with glyphosate. Trevor Smith was diagnosed with cancer and given 18 months to live. He cut out all processed foods. He started juicing, eating organic foods, taking vitamin D supplements, and high doses of vitamin C. He also started using cannabis. He is now cancer-free. That fact was sourced on weirdfacts.org. The Eagle Company Spotlight is an amazing time here in Greener Thoughts where I share the amazing environmental companies that I've grown to love and invest time and money in and, and share with all of you the amazing stories behind these companies and their products and how they got started and what I think of their products uh, today. And uh, I, I love uh, getting to share this information and also like talk about these companies that mean a lot to me. And I've, I've grown up with a lot of these companies. Some are new, some are tried and true. And I think it's really fun as a, as a 
time to look back on all these products and companies and their their services too because some of these services are really extremely helpful and it's excellent for those who are looking for something new um, and and want a, a really healthy and honest review of some amazing products from these companies and uh, I've been doing a lot of reviews since February 2019 anyone who's um, been a long listener of the program will tell you and so we're going to uh, dive into another amazing uh, company uh, and they are called Carez. So uh, Carez or some people say Corez, uh, I'm going to say Corez uh, is committed to having their products uh, made in Greece and using the most clean and natural ingredients. Uh, all to protect your skin and, of course, the planet. Now, the founders, uh, Giorgios and Lena, they started uh, Carez uh, back in 1996, and their origins brought it up a little bit before then, uh, when Giorgios was eight years old uh, in his uh, mom's organic um, or pharmacy counter. Uh, In the year 1992, He took over the pharmacy and studied at the pharmacy school of the University of Athens. And then he uh, was uh, at that time understanding the complexities of uh, 3,000 herbal remedies. So a lot that he had to know. Carez is an amazing beauty and skincare company. And they focus on research and bringing that uh, skin uh, that you deserve uh, with that research and with those findings, uh, all with a clean conscience. So as far as this commitment to sustainability, there is so much uh, in this company uh, that makes it amazing. Uh, namely, their ingredients. They use ingredients like their golden uh, crocus, uh, black pine, wild rose, Greek yogurt, pomegranates, which I love many reasons, mythical and non-mythical, uh, modern reasons as to love, uh, as to loving the pomegranate, uh, Olympus tea, white pine, and they also avoid over 2,000 toxic substances, those which you may know like parabens, uh, microbeads, GMOs, silicones, uh, synthetic colors and phthalates, mineral oil, formaldehyde, among others. They're also cruelty-free and have recyclable packaging. Now, they have many different uh, products, and they are all about the body care, skin care, also makeup, and others. Uh, They have shower gels and body butter uh, in their body care category. They've got fragrance and hair products. They've also got makeup products uh, for your lips, uh, eyes, and also have foundations. And there's also the skincare um, that they rule. They have cleansers, uh, sleeping uh, facials, moisturizers, masks, uh, serums, eye care, and also men's products too. Now, I love that Carez is uh, a company that has been around for a long time. Like since the you know 90s, they've been around since you know 1996 is when it really kickstarted. Also, my little sister Shayla was born. And uh, I first started using their products probably prior to 2008, maybe. I remember the days at Sephora and going there in the mall uh, every so often, not uh, regularly, uh, you know, shopping. But I fell in love with their Wild Rose Lip Butter. That stuff lasts for months. And if if you're really careful, maybe a few years because it doesn't go go rancid. It smells amazing, like fresh 
flowers. It's 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 amazing, and I'll, I'll talk about that also in a, in a minute. But I also uh, love their deep red nail color. It has myrrh extract and 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 oligo elements and pro vitamin B5. And it's also free of the big seven, like silicone, acetone, phthalate free. It's also formaldehyde and camphor and toluene and xylene free as well. Now, their lip butter smells amazing. It smells fruity. It's deeply pigmented. They have like four or five different colors, all beautiful. But if you want something that smells like fresh flowers, because it does, I don't know what they put in it. They probably put the ingredients that I talked on in the beginning of the segment, uh, some of the, the, the components of Greek uh, culture and their ingredients, fresh, natural, amazing. Uh, and if you want to smell heavenly and have some fruity smelling and luscious uh, lips that are pigmented, then you will love their lip butters. I love uh, their wild rose though because it's it's perfect red. I love a, a nice warm um, red, uh, almost like a, 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 a honest red wine or uh, or a, a deep um, wine color. I love that color on lips. Period uh, for me uh, particularly. Uh, their nail color is buildable. It's, it's it's extremely light, so you will find uh, their lip color, uh, their um, nail color, in a few different stores. Mainly, um, if you go on older sites like eBay, for example. But it's it's really nice, um, or um, better for building if you want something that is is long lasting. It's pretty great as a as a nail color. It's extremely rich in color. Uh, they have many, many different shades, and there's even gel colors uh, out there too, uh, of course. And I love that their uh, ingredients are natural in their products. They're clean. Um, there's no uh, aftertaste with their products or any um, uh, gumminess, or there's no uh, deteriorating after years and years unless you you know, use the product improperly, but it holds its own. That's what I'm saying. And, and it's also um, a company that has a lot um, going for it because it's, it's, it's an amazing staple. And many uh, beauty gurus and those in the community will probably tell you that, you know, it's a company that is uh, amazing for its impact on beauty care. And they're a staple, especially in the natural community when it comes to products because they've been around for a long time. That's that's the name of the game. And, and for them, it's natural. Natural, um, clean ingredients, research-backed. I do wish that their packaging was a bit different because a lot of it's made in plastic, but uh, most often it's recyclable or wherever you um, can find uh facilities that will recycle it it will probably be recycled but you should also check with your um, localities and where you live and you know see if that packaging is recyclable uh, the prices depend on the product uh, overall i do give it a five out of five green thumbs up now caress or cores as some people may call it um, it is found in stores and online. You can check it out at uh, Corez.com, K-O-R-R-E-S.com, and then global.corez, K-O-R-R-E-S.com. That's a European site. They're also available on uh, Amazon, uh, dermstore.com, eBay.com, HSN.com, 
Macy's, Sephora, SkinStore.com, Ulta, Walmart, and other fine stores. Now, Carez, you can also check out them uh, on their social media uh, platform pages. You can check them out on Facebook at Carez, K-O-R-R-E-S. Instagram at Carez, K-O-R-R-E-S. They're on LinkedIn, same thing, spelled the same, K-O-R-R-E-S. And they're also on YouTube at Carez uh, Modern Greek Apothecary. Now to contact Carez, just check out their site, www.carezkorres.com, or the European site, which I mentioned, uh, at, at global.carez.com. And then go to the bottom of the website under contact to uh, call them, email them, or also message them. I did learn a few different things about uh, the topic, mainly some of the crazy um, destructive uh, ways that glyphosates can uh, ruin your health. And that simply by eating organic foods that uh, you can eliminate a lot of the glyphosate in your system to the point where it, it deteriorates out of your system about 70%. And then there's the other um, uh, parts that will wean out of your system as well over time. And uh, that's a, a really uh, a, a good trade-off to use that step to, to have and eat organic foods in order to not be exposed to you know, that chemical, that herbicide, I would take that any day. You know, I'm, I'm really happy that you decided to uh, click on this podcast episode and listen in. I really thank you for that. Uh, you care about your health. That means that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the right people, people who care about their health and they, they care about foods and, and eating because, you know, we do that every day. Uh, there are people who uh, maybe don't get the chance to eat um uh, properly, or maybe they're trying to, and there's just that's a step there. But if we can all avoid glyphosate in our diets, there are other ways probably too, but mainly through our food because we have interaction with food uh, almost daily. Some people, uh, and, and a lot of us, we, we're trying to eat better so that we can stay around longer. And and that's the goal of this podcast episode to to have it, uh, you know, be in your your mind uh, that this chemical is disastrous and it's so commonplace that it's used in so many different foods uh, that we know in the grocery store you know probably more than 50 percent of the foods in a in a conventional store maybe not something like a whole foods or a trader joe's but you know it, it's 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 everywhere and i i wanted to show that with this podcast episode like we can uh, have this be a tool in the arsenal of protecting ourselves and you know using food to do that is is a big is a big step and I really I again thank you for uh, tuning in because you know I really had uh, a blast looking into this topic and uh, learning about how um, it, it can be prevented we just have to not use glyphosate or have it around we can't you know intermix with it it's, it's like oil and water, and, and we're the water and it's the oil, and we can't mix. It's, it's not safe for us. So I really think that uh, with this episode, it's going to impact a lot of people. So uh, if you uh, really uh, c- 
caught attention to something in this episode, be sure to share it with someone. Maybe with that chef who's trying new foods and they want to look at foods that maybe aren't organic or uh, using, um, you know, somebody to, um, you know, test these foods on, they should want to get the best types of foods out there, organic foods. Or maybe, you know, a mom who wants to try uh, eating organically, uh, tell her to do that and to use this episode uh, as um, a sort of a, um, a, a tool to encourage her to eat organically. You know, she'll love you for that even more because you're, you're preventing uh, the, the eating of foods that aren't organic, that aren't as healthy, that will probably have um, some, some glyphosate residue on them that are impacted some way. Or maybe you can uh, share this episode with the um, cafeteria of your local school or the staff there so that they know that they should be looking at different sources for their food because you want glyphosate to not impact the little ones, the smallest, um, you know, humans we have around, you know, kindergartners, you know, preschoolers, you know, those in elementary school, middle school, even high school, developing bodies. You do not want glyphosate to impact them. So why not share this amazing podcast episode? You can also support Greener Thoughts by other ways, mainly by going to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast and checking out the support link for different tiers of how to support Greener Thoughts. That, of course, will ensure that many more things happen uh, in the Greener Thoughts program. You know, things like bonus giveaways and merch, uh, many other things too, but those are just some starters. So I thank you again for uh, tuning in, and I really hope that you will uh, check out another podcast episode coming up in the near future. Until then, as always, please take care of yourselves, and also please take care of the planet. See ya!